You're listening to the World Watch Weekly Podcast by Open Doors Canada. The goal of this podcast is to help you pray for your persecuted family. Since 1955, when Brother Andrew went behind the Iron Curtain for the first time, Open Doors has been strengthening persecuted Christians where faith costs the most. For more information about Open Doors Canada or about the World Watch List, please visit our website at www.opendoorsca.org. Enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to the World Watch Weekly Podcast. This is Jared, here as always with Andrew. We're excited to dive into this episode. It's actually going to be our last episode of 2020. We are going to take a break for a few weeks and we are going to return on January 13th, which is the day the 2021 World Watch list officially launches. And so mm-hmm. we will launch, uh, we will come back that day and introduce you to the 2021 list talk about all top 50 countries and uh, and then we'll begin focusing on the new list and it's going to be uh, a great time together we, we've been scheduling guests for next year we got all kinds of stuff coming along for the podcast and so we look forward to uh let's call it season two season two of the world watch weekly podcast really looking forward to that so andrew as of today it is officially the month of december i'm still processing march I don't know about you, <laughs> but um, 2020, every every month has felt like a year. Uh, but in my house, uh, my wife and I have had our Christmas decorations up for weeks. I don't know how you feel about that. Uh, yeah, in our house, it hasn't been weeks. Uh, it's been uh, maybe four or five days. Uh, hmm. Well, actually, no, some of the Christmas decorations went up a couple weeks ago. We always wait till after Remembrance Day. And then my wife put up some of the decorations a couple of weeks ago. And then this past weekend, we put up our Christmas tree. Okay, well, that's good. We are uh, fully into the the festive cheer in our home at this point. And what I want to know today, Andrew, uh, I want you to tell me uh, one or two of your favorite Christmas traditions that you've had, maybe when you were a kid or now with your own family, uh, a couple traditions that you look forward to at Christmas every year. Hmm, that's a good question. I mean, one that I always think about and it won't be the same this year, uh, is the Christmas uh, Eve service, mm-hmm. candlelight service. Uh, that was always kind of a highlight for me doing that. Uh, that won't be possible this year with the current restrictions here in Ontario. So yeah. uh, I'm, I'm, I'm interested to know actually what my church is planning. I'm sure they're planning something, and I'm sure it's going to be great. Maybe I have to have my own candle uh, at home. It'll be cool. Uh, but beyond that, uh, one of the traditions that my family, like with my kids, we've started is we do our own advent calendar. And so that advent mm-hmm. calendar is, uh, it's a it's actually a string of 24 little bags and it's strung up in our family room. And every day we open a bag and in that bag uh, is some uh, Hershey's Kisses. Uh, not a sponsor. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just I watch too much YouTube. A product and uh, and uh, and like an activity for the day. Oh, that's fun. And so today's activity—I don't know what today's activity will be—but one of the activities that is always in the first two or three days of uh, our advent calendar is pick items from uh, from gift catalogs. And so we go through. We have several different gift catalogs out, including the Open Doors Gift Canada gift catalog, mm-hmm. but also from other organizations. And we pick different gifts and 
uh, and we make those donations to kind of start off our our advent together. That's a that's a really cool tradition. I like that a lot. What about you? Um. Yeah. Well, I my traditions that I think of, um, going back to my own childhood in particular, um, there's a couple that come to mind. One of them isn't so much a tradition. It's really not even so much Christmas as it is just winter. But I have really, really great memories of as a kid. There was a big forest by my house, and um, my brother and my dad and I would go for hikes in the snow when it would get uh, really, really deep snow in the woods. And we'd go for winter hikes for hours at a time, just exploring the woods in the freezing cold. And that was a lot, a lot of fun, um, especially on the days when dad was off work for Christmas. Mm -hmm. Really great memories about that. And another thing that I look forward to every year is when my extended family gets together for Christmas, which again, won't be happening this year, of course. Um, now, my family comes from a Dutch background, and so we have a tradition of playing a full-blown full family uh, Schulbach tournament, which is a Dutch shuffleboard, um, which is a game in which you slide wooden pucks into different slots in a board and try to collect points. Um, and we have a trophy that gets handed out to the winner every year. And uh, that's always a lot of fun with our with our family. That's cool. It is. It is cool. It's it's fun. I've had my name inscribed on the trophy once before, but only once. <laughs> um, my point is here, Andrew, is it's interesting here in Canada how many of our Christmas traditions uh, focus around time with our family, uh, celebrations with others, church services, special events. The way that we celebrate this one of the most holy days of the Christian calendar is focused around celebration and big and fun and lights and music. And certainly in Canadian culture, these celebrations of Christmas are fully public. We have no reason to fear celebrating. Right. But of course, that is not the case for everyone. For persecuted Christians around the world, Christmas can be uh, very difficult. Yeah. Celebrating Christmas can be dangerous. Um, it depends on the location as to the level of danger, but for instance, uh, secret believers in an Islamic country might pretend to hold a birthday party for kids, which is actually a secret Christmas celebration. Um, in Nigeria or some other countries where terrorist attacks are more likely on Christmas, Christians attend guarded churches. In China, a church might organize an event for children that's away from the official church building so that it's not obvious that there's this Christian uh, Christmas celebration going on. In India, a family might have to walk miles to a church in another village where it's actually safe enough for them to participate in a Christmas service. In North Korea, um, a child won't even know that it's Christmas Day. The nature of the celebration also depends on the on the the, the church culture, the denomination, what their mm -hmm. ba church background is. And so in some countries, uh, uh, official churches are decorated as much as possible and Christmas trees are put outside or, or inside the church. And there will be carol services and sometimes even reenactments of the nativity story. But Christians who are worshiping in a church that isn't uh, a registered church within that country or uh, can't be a, a public church, then uh, they have to do things in secret. Mm -hmm. You take a country like Colombia uh, a celebration will have to be really sober, no decorations, no jubilant singing, nothing like that. Christians have to be careful not to draw attention to the fact that there's a Christian celebration going on. 
Yeah, no, that would be specific parts of Colombia. Uh, like if you were in the big cities like Bogota, I mean, it's a it's a very Catholic country. And so there'd be lots of Christmas uh, stuff. But when you get out into, into more mm-hmm. rural areas where armed groups still roam and are still in control or in indigenous communities, then it becomes a, a much larger mm-hmm. uh, issue in Colombia. Uh, that kind of caution, though, that, that they show there uh, is really what defines Christmas for a lot of believers. Open Doors uh, asked a pastor in Baghdad about his Christmas celebrations with his family. And this is what he said. We get a Christmas tree, decorate the house, make special food like Baja, which is a lamb dish, and, and some cookies. Uh, we buy new clothes and visit our relatives and friends. But because the situation is worsening, we can't always do that anymore. Some people just stay at home because they are afraid to go to church because it's a target for uh, terrorists that day. Mm -hmm. A country like Egypt, for example, has a hard time celebrating, even though their tradition of Christianity goes back so far. Uh, Christmas in Egypt is actually really special for Coptic Egyptian believers because they're reminded how Mary and Joseph went to Egypt for refuge shortly after Jesus' birth. But because Egypt is the biggest Islamic country in the Arab world, one doesn't really see Christmas decorations and lights hanging across streets or on balconies during the Christmas season. And so again, Christians are forced to celebrate quietly. It doesn't stop them. Uh, You know, in in almost every church, you'll find a Christmas tree and a a scene of the nativity set up at the front of the church, and there will be lights and ornaments. um, And... And in uh, Christian homes, the families who can afford it might also put up their Christmas trees, but it all has to be done quietly. Yeah. And, you know, with Christmas, it's not just about how Christians celebrate Christmas. There's there's always a fear of additional attacks Mm -hmm. at Christmas time. I say, I mean, it's the same problem at Easter. Uh, Major Christmas festivals provide easy targets for attack. And so just last Christmas in the Central African Republic, two pastors were shot on their way home from a Christmas celebration. They were ambushed by militants and killed on the spot. In 2018, uh, just ahead of the Coptic celebration of Christmas in Egypt, uh, eight Christians were shot and killed after a church service there. And the year before that, five others were killed during the Christmas celebrations. Uh, in Nigeria in 2012, a dozen Christians were killed on Christmas Day in two separate attacks on Christian churches. And in 2011, 30 more were killed by Boko Haram in a series of Christmas attacks. Attacks like this are all the more heartbreaking because of the time of year. For those who uh, have lost loved ones in attacks like this, Christmas will always be a reminder of the people who they're missing now. It's extremely sad. For persecuted Christians, a time of joy and celebration can be so muted because of harm and loss, especially for children who can't celebrate in the way as other kids from around the world. Open Doors was working with Iraqi Christians that put on a Christmas program for children who were displaced, and they asked these kids what they wanted for Christmas. Here are some of the answers. And all these names are changed for security reasons. Daima, a nine-year-old girl, said, I asked the Lord to protect my church in Iraq. Fakri, 11 years old, this this young boy says, I pray that there will be no terrorists in this world so we can live in peace. Lydia, 10 years old, we want to live in peace and security like other children in the world. Marina says, I love to live like other children in the world in peace and love. Mark, 
I wish that I would be able to go back to my church in Mosul. Sam, I wish that people can live in safety and in peace. Thousands of years ago, the prophet Isaiah said that the Messiah would be known as the Prince of Peace. And when Jesus was born, the angels announced his birth by proclaiming peace on earth. For a lot of believers around the world, that promise of peace feels so far away. So we're going to pray today for our persecuted family this Christmas, that they might feel peace and that they might be given comfort and joy in the midst of their suffering. So we'll pray that this Christmas would not see any attacks on churches or celebrations and that people would be kept safe. Pray for the comfort of those celebrating their first Christmas without a loved one who died in the past. And we'll pray for children who have been displaced from their homes, that they might feel a sense of comfort during the season. Let's pray together now. Gracious God, at Christmas time we remember your promise of peace on earth, and we would today, uh, in Jesus' name, invoke that promise for all of our persecuted brothers and sisters around the world. We think of those who are displaced from their homes, those who are suffering, those who have lost loved ones in the past year. We pray that you would give them a holy comfort and a sense of joy as we remember uh, the uh, the time of the birth of Jesus. We thank you for the, uh, the amazing promises that we are given because of Jesus. We thank you for um, the love that we can get uh, in a relationship with you and for the grace and the mercy that are poured out on us. And we pray that those who feel maybe distant from their family, those who feel um, abandoned or isolated at this time, would feel uh, your Holy Spirit working in them this Christmas. For those, Lord, who are celebrating, we pray that they would be kept safe. May there be no harm done. And may those who would seek to uh, attack or, or persecute your family, Lord, would uh, would they be prevented somehow. We pray for those who have lost loved ones, especially in the past year, whether from uh, COVID-19 reasons or for, for other reasons, Lord, we pray that this Christmas uh, would not be uh, a sad time and that even though um, they are without people that they love, we pray that they would be uh, comforted and may they grow together, uh, those who are left as a family, give them uh, your peace. And we pray for the children of persecuted believers, those who uh, aren't wishing for toys or, or anything like that this Christmas, but who instead are wishing for peace, those who are wishing for um, a, a home where they can live in permanently. We pray that you would bless them. May your Holy Spirit pour out a, a deeply special blessing of encouragement on them this season. We thank you for the work that you are doing all around the world, Lord, and may this season of Advent, may it mark a time when, uh, when people turn to you, we thank you for what you continue to do and what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Uh, remember, this is our last episode of 2020. We will be back on January 13th, 2021 with the 2021 World Watch List. We want to wish you a Merry Christmas. Thanks so much for listening. See you next year. Thank you for listening to this episode of World Watch Weekly from Open Doors Canada. For more information on how to pray for our persecuted family, please visit our website, www.opendoorsca.org. Click Get Involved and then click Prayer.